Before we start today's show, I want to let everybody know where you can find, interact, and support the show. First, follow us on Twitter at WBGCast. Again, WBGCast on Twitter. Second, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Also, don't forget to give us a rating review so that other people like you can find the show too. Three, support the show by heading over to patreon.com forward slash WBGCast. Our goal is to eventually remove all ads from the podcast. Help us get to that goal by going to patreon.com forward slash WBGCast. And if you sign up for the $5 a month contribution, we'll give you a shout out at the end of every episode. Thank you for your support. Welcome to the Wannabe Gaming Podcast, episode 14. It's Tuesday, April 16, 2019. I am Brett Jackson, and joining me, as always, is Michael Dewey. What's up? Hello. So, it has been... This is probably one of the better weeks for for playing games. I I think I played more games this week than I have in a long time, and that that was a good good thing. I think I'm with you, and it's funny because it's really old games. (laughs) Right, right. We're we're totally going back to the old school games that we're playing. We're not not doing our usual ones. Um, But my question of the day, I got to give props to where I got heard it from originally. It came from another podcast that I listened to called um, the Spitballers podcast. And yeah, it was, it was a really good, they had a really good one. Would you rather? So the question is, is would you rather get paid for a year and not have to work? So you get paid the same amount you do right now and you don't, but you don't have to work at all for an entire year. Hmm. Or would you rather get paid double and do your normal job? So you don't have to do more work, but you get paid double. Ooh, Hmm, that's tough. Probably, uh, it's really hard because it, uh, the time's freed up, right? So, like, I could, I could use the time to pursue other ventures. Yeah, if exactly. I'm paid, but I'd have a year's salary. Yep, that's tough. I don't think in a year I could probably beat like. I don't know. It would it would take the year to you know get my venture off the ground or. <laughs> um, it's probably more economical to choose two years, but man, a year vacation would be real nice. Right? A year of paid vacation. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably choose, I'd I'd probably realistically choose the two double pay um, Here, and I'd hate myself the, the whole year long. That, I mean, that's really good for you because I mean, your hope and dream ultimately is to be able to kind of work less anyway um and so yeah yeah, it makes more sense for you to do the two years and then be done kind of thing but somebody who is like myself who hasn't won't have that ability um i was thinking about that more and if i did two uh, like one year of double the pay i would hate my job coming back because (laughs) yeah all of a sudden you know you make a ton of money amount of work for half the pay yeah half of what you got a year of your life yeah so I, i think too like if I did the year vacation now, um, while we are childless, uh, Ashley would be very frustrated with me when she has to go into work every day. <laughs> um, so that's true. Maybe if we had kids, then I would for sure probably take the year, um, mm. just to have a you know 
just to have a break. I like that. I like that. And yeah, I probably would take the year off as well. And since I had the year off, I would heavily invest my time in new adventures so that potentially I wouldn't have to go back yeah, if, if you I got was a year. lucky. You can get it off of the ground in a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So That's a good question. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, so what what have we been playing? Uh, we, we actually got into Diablo 3. Yeah, it's the spring sale. Um, it's still going oh, on, yeah. I think, right? Uh, I think it's it's still going on. I saw ads all over the place on my Xbox earlier today. Okay. Um, but yeah, Diablo. I've been waiting for it for feel like feels like months, but it's probably been like two weeks <laughs> since I decided that I wanted to play it again. Um, yeah, in the Slack chat, when you were like, "It finally happened," yeah, you know, guys. You did, yeah, I, when you were freaking out about it, I could have swore you were like, "I quit my job." Yeah, I think it sounded <laughs> well. Yeah, I've been waiting for it for so long. Um, the it's it's stupid because i mean i know that they can probably charge what what they want and people still buy it at 60 dollars. but man it's so old for 60 dollars, and i've bought it so many times i have it on pc and i've bought it probably like twice on console physically at least once for 360 maybe two more times on xbox one but i i always end up trading it in because i'm like well it's a good trading deal or this is a good price to like I'll make my money back and then I I can always buy it again but then when you buy it again it's like oh it's 60 bucks I'm not buying that. Yeah, right. So yeah, and I checked the price tracker on the Xbox store like weeks ago and every time it goes on sale it goes down to 20 so just it was just waiting. Uh and- well I just looked up um online and it says as of today which is Monday that they have six more days left on their sales. Oh, so okay. cool. So you got this week to figure it out, people. Yeah, I don't know. There's, I was like looking through all the sales, like when it went up, and trying to see if there's anything else worth getting. But it's so hard because I, I feel like I buy t- too much stuff, and then I don't play it, and it's going to be cheaper anyway when when I get around to playing it. Uh, I really want to get No Man's Sky digitally so we could try it, but it's not a very good sale, so I'll probably wait. And yeah, I, th- I feel like there was so something I'm- else, but Diablo, Diablo was the big one. Yeah, I'm on their page right now, and the, the largest um, percentage off is like they have one for 85% off, which is Titanfall 2. If you want a Titanfall 2, the Ultimate Edition, it's only 750 So, oh, yeah. like that one. And the base game's probably like, what, like five bucks? Probably, yeah. Um, the rest of the ones that are kind of out there along that lines with huge discounts. Um, are like originals. So you have Laura Croft. Um, that's five bucks you can get right now. Um, looking, trying to find things. Watch Dogs 2 is 15 bucks. You can get Madden 19 for 15 as well. That one's a huge discount. It's a $60 game normally. So it's Madden NFL 19. You can get it for 15 bucks right now. So yeah, go check out the sales because you got six more days to to get something if you're interested we got what we're interested in which is diablo (laughs) yeah we got everybody to buy it we bought it with and we game share so we just had i just had to buy one copy for us but then dom got it and brian made me buy him a copy because he is frustrating (laughs) (laughs) Uh, totally worth it uh even if even if he'll he bailed after friday night totally worth it uh for those few hours um yeah but i feel like that's all i've been playing uh we played a bunch friday night start we all started at like pretty much the beginning uh with our group of four which was super fun i've never played with four people brian corrected me last time when i said i've never played with anybody because me and brian actually used to play uh, a decent amount i think on pc and on xbox 360 
Mm. Uh, but it was only two. So we've never played with four and it's kind of, man, you just crush everything. <laughs> uh, I know we could turn the difficulty up a little bit, but it's, it seems less fun or really early on to ramp the difficulty up super high because it, it feels like you're either face rolling stuff or everything just has so much health and it's just, you just sit there for a while. Like there's, yeah. there's, it's really hard to find like a good middle ground. I, but I think once we get through some more of the content, I, that'll be different, but yeah, I've, I've been having a good time. I will say I, you know, Dom, I loved having you around, loved having you uh, be part of the uh, evening, but it was not enjoyable, to, that enjoyable to play on with a shared screen, um, primarily because it just slows the game way down. Oh, yeah. I forgot you guys were on the same TV. Uh, yeah. I was expecting it to be a split screen. So, like, we could still go wherever we wanted to go on our own, you know, kind of thing. And it was just split. But no, you share the same screen, the same dimensions. So if one player is on the far left and one is on the far right, if the person on the far left is still actively using their controller, the screen won't move and you just are stuck and you can't go anywhere. If they stop using their controller for like half a second and the other person still is, you get blinked to where they are. So oh. it's useful in the sense that if I need to go AFK for a second, um, you know, I could I would stay with the group as we went along. But it still was so frustrating when you're trying to, you know, go explore. And if we all want to split out and try to finish the map really quickly, two of us are always stuck together kind of thing. And then also when you're trying to like sell your items or upgrade your items or upgrade your skills, one person does it and it takes a little while. Um, And then the next person does it and it takes twice as long. And by that point, the other two people are already like dinking around trying to figure out what to do because like they're (laughs) so bored. (laughs) I wonder why they like. Do you think they have to do that for performance, like the keeping it from split screening? Maybe I know at higher levels. I mean, even on my PC, like my Xbox actually runs it better than my PC <laughs> at this point because my PC is old. But I know at higher levels, when there's tons of enemies on the screen and everything's going off, it can start to chug a little bit. So I don't know. I know like the Lego games have that. They kind of do it combined if you've ever played those with two people where you'll be on the same screen and then if you split off far enough then it'll like go split it'll split the screen and then you have your own but then if you come back together it'll merge the screens into one again uh and it's like it'd be cool if diablo did the same thing but maybe maybe it's for performance because then essentially i think they'd have to run like it'd be like twice the power right maybe yeah because they're running like two separate areas of the game at the same time but I don't know. I'm excited for Dom. Well, it sounded like maybe even though his internet sucks, uh, I don't think Diablo takes as much internet as like uh, as much bandwidth as you need for like Apex or any of the shooters that we usually play. So hopefully, maybe it will work. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. We'll see. His internet is pretty terrible. So I've been playing on my own too a lot. Uh, Just. I have a Crusader. It's like I had a Crusader on PC and then I switched to my old Xbox profile after we bought it and I have a Crusader on there as well. That's like super high. Um, Nice. So I've been trying to... It just gets so... There's... Like I like it, but I also dislike it uh, because at Endgame it just gets... If you want to keep playing and keep pushing, it gets really, really complex and you have to really get into like... At least for me, who I don't know a lot of the game super well... You have to really be willing to like look up builds online and kind of like either watch YouTube videos or do that kind of thing. So I was doing a little oh. bit of that this week, trying to figure out like what gear I'm supposed to be looking for and like what 
combination of skills is best and then like if you usually if you find one that you like the play style of or like the look of it you can like go for it and then you you usually have to make some changes because like you don't have a piece of gear or your some stat is different so i've been working on one for my crusader but it's fun nice i'm excited to keep playing with the four of us though because it's it's just so relaxing when you're just like going through the campaign with the group it's nice yeah yeah for sure and um it looks like there's been quite a bit of news out uh, with a number of different things. But Xbox, um, you want to go ahead and start with uh, some of the news with Xbox? Yes. So um, they had Inside Xbox this week, uh, like they usually do. Uh, I, I don't know. I think it might be once a month that they do that. But they had their April Inside Xbox. And I think we've talked about most of the announcements before. But the big announcements were everything's official now. So they officially announced the xbox one s all digital edition console um that's coming out and they announced like pretty much everything about it but it's going to be the uh, price is what's weird to me two f- yeah i was trying to like i didn't look up a ton already but it says at least at this is from ign it's at 250 suggested retail um and 300 is the xbox one s base price right now i think no, I mean, I was, I looked on... But I think that's probably, like, suggested retail for... The, like, if you just go to Amazon, cause like, pr- Amazon's price... Is it probably, like, 250 Is, yeah. Yeah. It's so, 248 <laughs> So, it's weird, because I think the suggested retail for the S is maybe 300 or it started at 300 but by now, it's, like, you're going to get it for 250 or probably lower, because uh, it's always on sale or always discounted. So, it's going to be weird if the digital edition comes in at 250 because it's like quote unquote new but it's not really new so yeah, i don't it, know unless they start discounting it like really fast so then it'll be like you know 199 that would make sense uh yeah so like uh, i'm on amazon right now and you can get an xbox one s one terabyte console anthem bu- bundle for 29 for 249 right now um, you could get even cheaper. You can do the X one uh, Xbox One S console Battlefield Five edition bundle for two hundred and thirty two dollars. Yeah, so, so like two fifty kind of is. It needs to go on sale quick <laughs> for, yeah. it to, for it to make sense for anybody. But even at one ninety nine, I I mean I, that's a really like that's not Are a lot of money for a console. But I don't think they're discontinuing the the regular S. Because I'm like I said, I'm on Amazon, and right now there's Xbox One S one terabyte console, and in parentheses it says discontinued, and you can buy that for two hundred and seven dollars right now. It might be just like, like maybe the SKU or whatever version of it is not out maybe. anymore, because I know there's a bunch but, of different ones. And you can get the Xbox One S five hundred gigabyte console, which is discontinued. It says for two hundred bucks as well. Yeah, see, so that's kind of like my thing is like. I feel like the price point's a little off for them because they are choosing to it's something new, yes, but it has less hardware, so it shouldn't it should be cheaper to make, right? Yeah, well, I mean, if if you go by suggested retail, it's $50 cheaper. It's just that in the market right now, the S is so old that everybody's just kind of sailing it to get stock out. Yeah. So it's weird this coming in like more expensive because it's a new product, but I, I don't know how, like, if it'll immediately start going on sale or, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make sense really, but. It does come with three games um, automatically pre-installed. Yeah, The games but... are kind of, eh. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know. 
You got Minecraft, Sea of Thieves, and Forza Horizon 3. Sea of Thieves has some upside. Forza Horizon 3 has some upside, um, but not long playability, I feel like, for either one of those. I mean, they're all actually like, I mean, Sea of Thieves, I know, is like maybe divisive a little bit, but I'd say they're all like pretty good games. Uh, yeah. Forza Horizon 3 is awesome, but it's it's weird because it's like Forza Horizon 3 is old. Uh, why didn't they put 4 in there? But they probably want you to subscribe to Game Pass, I would say, but then Sea of Thieves and Minecraft, I believe, are both on Game Pass. Or my, Minecraft might be coming, but... Um, sea of Thieves is, yeah. And sea of Thieves already is. And, I mean, maybe they stick Forza Horizon 3 in there because that's not on Game Pass. And, I mean, it's just... Forza Horizon 3 is great. Like, Forza Horizon 4 is better but i mean there's still forza horizon it's not that much different i feel like they really wanted to get a decent price point for this one they should have started out smaller for it because i don't think sales are gonna be very high personally i know well i don't think i don't think this like 199 is kind of like the bare minimum i think for me for this to make any sort of sense yeah like that that's the high end for you kind of like i mean because i see that's probably the price i see this hitting once it starts to go on sale which might be soon, yeah. who knows? But even at one ninety nine, it's like, why? Like, if you can choose this one ninety nine version without a disc and like three relatively older games, versus like a new bundle for two thirty with a disc drive and like a new box game, like one new game, yeah. Which is most of them are going to come with at least one game, but it'll be like a brand new title. I don't know, like how <laughs> it's not that much of a difference. So I don't, no. I don't see, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens, but I don't see where this makes sense at that price point for literally anybody. Cause it's the yeah. same, it's not smaller. Like it's the exact same console. They just stripped the disc drive out. So it's not like you're saving space under your media center. And now you have to potentially go buy a Blu-ray player if you had a blue, if you were using your previously as a Blu-ray player as well. I mean, I believe I'd have to, we'd have to double check i mean you were looking at those editions because like i we have an xbox one s but it was like one of the ones from when they were not too old and it's a 500 gigabyte hard drive um so that i know is i don't know if that's like the base price for the base hard drive space for an s right now uh because this does have a one terabyte so it's not like the base model um because you need extra space especially if you don't have a i mean i guess the disk drive doesn't even matter because it's like even if I, I hear a lot of people saying, I even think this way myself, it's like, oh, it has a disk drive, so I don't need as much hard drive space. But it's like, you still have to install the whole game. Yeah, It doesn't, yeah, exactly. doesn't matter either way. Uh, it just depends on if you want the the ability to use a disk. That's the only thing they're, ta- they're taking away a feature from you. Um, but some people don't have disks at all, I'm sure. So what What this reminds me of is I need to either just tough it out until the new Xbox comes out and I get upgrade to the new new generation which i do plan to do whenever that happens um or i need to figure out an external for my xbox because i only have 100 gigs on my my xbox like i have the original xbox one um, uh, oh so it's probably 500 500 gig total but then it's like i think they were 500 gig total as the base one because we had one of those but then some of it's taken up by the os and well i i only have it's only have like 90 something gigs to install games shoot what are you what are you putting on there mike well right now so if it's fully maxed out when i have like battlefield 5 on there overwatch on there 
um, Diablo on there. I put Elder Scrolls on for a little while, but then that took up so yeah, that'll much kill space. It. <laughs> <laughs> it took up like 25 to to 30% of my total space. I was like, nah, not going to do it unless we're playing this game. Well, yeah, the um, the base Xbox One S we have here, it's like, it's it was the lowest space one, uh, and it's just like nothing fits on there. Uh, yeah. It, you get like three or four games, large games, especially like some of Microsoft's titles. It's like the Halo collection is like, the, and Forza and like Gears, like a lot of those titles push over 100 gigs uh, by yeah. themselves, which is ridiculous, but... Uh, one terabyte seems fine, I guess, but at least for a starter, but the price, yeah, it just seems too expensive. Yeah. Not that they can do, I don't know what they can do about it. Cause it seems like how, I don't know if they can get this down to one fifty for what's in the box, but yeah, I don't know if this needs to exist. Yeah. I don't think it does either. I feel like they were, again, we've said this before, but I feel like they're using this as like a test trial to see if they want to compete with uh stadia and streaming options and disc discless uh, gaming and seeing if there's an actual market for it. But I don't feel like they gave it a fair shake because of some of these details that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, because it, it's just a weird time in the market to put something like this out when it's not like literally any different from the current hardware because they can't make yeah. it that much cheaper. I, you know what's I don't know. also what's also interesting is I would actually be more inclined to buy and pay for a discless new set. If it was the Xbox one X as opposed to the S um, solely because it's a pretty significant hardware bump from the S to the X. Um, at least it seems like it is from what I was been, been noticing. Um, and so like I would rather if I was going to pay for a brand new console and go discless i would want to make sure i was getting the highest end quality stuff like hardware but but even in that case wouldn't it be like the same situation of like oh it's 50 dollars cheaper because we took the disc drive out but it's new so it's not on sale yet so it's actually the same price <laughs> yeah probably Does, doesn't that happen just because it's like at the end of the market cycle for both of the consoles it, but it's I feel just like weird. xbox x the one x still doesn't feel like it's at the end of its cycle and, i mean it's newer yeah you know what I mean? Like, it's like they went back a generation to implement something new. It, I don't know. I would just like, if you're going to implement a new mini console for a little while, keep it with the most relevant uh, genre per, or um, time frame. But that's just me, I guess. Yeah. I, yeah, it just feels weird. I guess maybe in my head, it's like maybe they're just putting it out to see like if everybody gets mad. And if people don't get mad, then maybe they can like, come out with a discless version at the start of the next generation as the, like the mini one like which i could see happening just to i don't i don't know if they'll actually do that but it's like maybe if everybody got mad they definitely wouldn't <laughs> yeah uh, yeah well who knows who knows we'll see we'll, we'll have to see what, what happens coming up here <laughs> we'll see great we'll see. great minds thinking like um that's right so uh, the other, these other things are probably pretty small. Uh, we don't have to talk about these for very long. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate uh, was officially announced. We've talked about that as well, and I think everybody, everything that was leaked is was pretty Correct. much accurate. Yeah, like it's fifteen dollars a month. Um, it's Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Live together. So I don't think we know any any more about. Like I know the thing we talked about was like. Is this going to be available through third-party retailers like some of the other subscriptions are? Because um, if it's not, it probably doesn't make any sense to like to worry about it because you can get yeah. you can get the separate 
services separately through third parties for cheaper if you shop around a little bit. Um, yeah. So yeah, I guess we'll see what happens with that. Uh, the other thing that they talked about was they talked about E3 a little bit, just like heading up to E3. They're, they Major Nelson posted an article about like you know we're gonna be there because <laughs> yeah. don't, don't forget about us. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be there. Sony's Sony's out, but we're still on. Um, I think that it said it's on Sunday again. I think it's their usual slot. Uh, it's like they're the they're the people that come out first and do their show, but um, they talked a little bit about just uh, what we're going to see, I guess. They weren't very descriptive, but they did say like they're going to show some stuff from the new studios that they've been buying up. Uh, they didn't really go into that much detail. Uh, they talked about Obsidian's The Outer Worlds a little bit. Um, that's a multi-platform, did, did, so did that's you... not as exciting, but... Did you catch the fact that they said, yeah, the new studios will have something to, to talk about and they'll have something to present. Uh, so, yeah, we'll have some great stuff to talk about with the new studios. And then a little bit later, talking about the integration of the studios to Microsoft, they were they said, well, you know, it's going to take at least a few years for these companies <laughs> yeah. to really, truly integrate to us here at Microsoft. And I'm like, wait, so you're going to tell me that they're going to have something to present, but they're not truly going to be integrated into what they, what you as Microsoft want out of them? So, when I feel like is this going to be another Bioware situation? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if necessarily maybe like that as much as it's just going to be like, you know, Obsidian was already working on the Outer Wilds before they bought them, um, probably, probably for a while. So that's, that's coming out on everything. Um and I'm guessing there'll probably be maybe a few more of that type of thing where like, hey, this is they're partnering with us, but uh, we bought them after they were already doing this. So this is an exclusive. <laughs> um, That's true. And I think it'll probably be that. So it's like it's exciting for new games. Hopefully they're good games, but it's not as exciting as like a Microsoft specific thing of like, this is why we bought these guys. I feel like that's probably going to take a few more years of because they they need time to develop games and I'm I'm guessing stuff that was like well into development they didn't buy that because it would have cost way more money I'm sure yeah I'm sure too but yeah so I guess we'll look forward to uh, seeing what they have at E3 that's exciting um, when is E3 again do you remember June shoot I don't know the exact day um, it's in June it's at the start of June looking through this article. June 9. Um, oh, it's my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday. She could get on the live stream and watch it with us. <laughs> hey, if you if you're you know how your parents are coming out for my mom's birthday, um we actually if you came out, we could do a podcast together. That'd be super fun. I feel like in person. I I'll need to double check because I feel like we wanted to and I feel like there was something that we yeah, had there going was a conflict. on. Like because I think we're gone for like another family thing. Yeah, because it's not actually the June nine weekend that they're coming up. It's it's the later one. Okay, yeah, uh, it's the next one. Sorry. And you guys were busy that one, but um, also Xbox Game Pass games for April. What what games do we get this April? Oh yeah, I actually don't know if this is that exciting, but I'm sure somebody out there likes Monster Hunter. Uh, I've always thought about. <laughs> I'll be honest, right when I saw it, I was like, "What's Monster Hunter?" And then I watched a video on it. And I said, "Oh, hey, this is kind of a. It's kind of be a fun, like random grinder kind of game." Yeah, it's. I've never tried it really. Like, I think I tried. I don't know which version, but some Monster Hunter game on like Wii U when we got a Wii U because there was a demo or something. Um, yeah, and I was like, "This game is not for me." Like, this really, <laughs> it's really like 
Asian, you know, you can feel the like the influence of like those types of markets. Uh, yeah, because the weapons are extremely large and unnecessary, like unruly for the size of the characters. Yeah. And so a lot it, of them it, are like really slow and like deliberate and just the animation stuff. It it looks really cool, but it is a grinder for sure. Yeah. And it looks very complicated. Yeah, that as well. From what I've heard about like people who play it, it is there is a lot to it. But Monster is Hunter. Is Walking Dead a multiplayer game? Um. Which one is coming out? Because that's another out? game that's coming out for the Xbox Live or Xbox. It uh, is, oh, it's a Telltale one. Um, yes. It is The Walking Dead, A New Frontier. I'm actually not sure which one is this, but if it's Telltale, it is probably not multiplayer. Um, ah. I, I think their games are all single player and all just, you know, they're the narrative games. You're going through the story and making choices. Um, I still want to have a, like, find a, a scary game that we can all four play uh, because uh, Brian's hilarious when he's freaked out, so... Yeah, we'll have to find one. I don't think I'm. Let's see what else is on here. I don't think any of these are super scary. Prey might be a little scary, but that's also single player. Prey is coming out um, April 11, along with the Golf Club 2. So that was a few days ago. So those are already up. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I haven't played either of those. Um, I hear Prey is not too bad, but uh, Monster Hunter World and The Walking Dead: A New Frontier are coming April 18 and on April 24 and 25 you got Life is Strange 2 episode 2. Um I haven't played that so I I don't know much about that. Uh and Resident Evil 5, there's your scary game. Um but it's there not I, it's not multiplayer. I don't ah, think. So again, yeah, we'll have to keep be, searching. Got to be multiplayer. Uh anyways, but yeah, so that's game pass for the month. Um I'm still subscribed. It's worth it, I think, for now. <laughs> At least yeah. if they keep doing those like, uh, like half off sales every once in a while, I'll probably keep filling my account with Game Pass. Um, yeah, Xbox had a lot of just random information come out this week. It was a big news week for Xbox for sure. So yeah, well, and then they all jump ahead just to talk about Sony because I feel like okay. I, it, it almost seemed I don't know if it was, but it almost seemed like in response to Sony, like. They're kind of like trying to be like, you know, we got we got E3 stuff going on. Um, Sony had an article come out this week. I, I think it was on what, like Wired or something. Um, they did an interview with their tech guy over there. Let me get his Mark Mark Kearney. Yeah, Mark Kearney. Cerny. That's right. Is it is it Kearney or Cerny? Because it's C E R N Y. I don't know, but Mark. Mark. <laughs> yeah, hey, Mark. good old Mark over there at Sony. Um, Marky Mark. <laughs> so they did an interview um, with him, and he was just showing off, like, and kind of, I don't know if it was describing or, like, it was with Wired, but showing off some of the next-gen PlayStation technology. He didn't call it PlayStation 5. I don't. I think he just calls it next-gen. Um, yeah. And, I mean, there's not a ton of detailed stuff in here, but they do mention, like, ssds a lot <laughs> um high spec yeah, talk- solid state drives um and that it will be able to display 8k yeah which is because oh, so many people yeah. have an 8k tv <laughs> yeah, right now let's talk about it in a second it's so stupid um <laughs> but the ssd point um they did a according to wired this is from the ign article fast traveling between locations in insomniac's spider-man on the ps4 pro took 15 seconds to fast travel so low time 15 seconds uh yeah. using the next gen playstation dev kit the same action took 0.8 seconds uh which is pretty fast which is ridiculous yeah like that's awesome if and ssds like people already take their consoles and like swap try and swap ssds inside there's been t- 
tons of tests on Xbox and PlayStation. Like it's way faster. It's just that they're expensive. So I'm not sure. Like I was wondering if they were going to put SSDs in the next gen consoles, at least the top tier versions, but I hope they do. But I just wonder how much it's going to cost. Um, yeah. And then, so they mainly talk about SSDs and then they talk about graphics. They talk about, uh, here's from, here's from a quote from IGN again. It's like Cerny explained that the console CPU is a variant of AMD Ryzen third generation and that it's GPU is a custom version of Radeon's Navi line, uh, which includes, uh, the capabilities of ray tracing, which is a pretty new, like NVIDIA has been pushing that for a little while, but it's still yeah. pretty new. Um, and as you'd expect, it will support 8K displays, which I don't, uh, I don't know. They're probably just trying <laughs> yeah, can we to talk like, about that for a sec. <laughs> yeah, there was like a couple articles that went out today of like, really, really. So, my question is: is I know Xbox's output was 720p, like the Xbox One is 720, and I'm pretty sure the PlayStation was 720 as well, right? Is that was that their max what you, output? What do you mean? Because Xbox, uh, Xbox One original. I believe is at least it's it's kind of variable because like even the xbox one s and x can do 4k but it's like with quotes <laughs> um <laughs> okay like it depends on what you're running and i think xbox one base was can do 1080p but then it's like quotes again because a lot of stuff is at 720 or i think even most games even, are even below done. that yeah at, at some point like they're down resonating it because they have to uh for performance and there's not that much stuff at least in the AAA, that's like native 4k uh on the xbox one x there's some that you'll see like come out and say like hey we're at native 4k and it's like a triple a like heavy graphic game but it's not it's not a lot uh, yeah. on ps4 pro i mean the xbox one x is a bit ahead of the ps4 pro in terms of graphical power so like it rarely happens on ps4 pro either but I wouldn't say like anything right now is touching 4K as like a consistent, this is it. So it doesn't make sense to even, I don't know what 8K even serves in the the idea of like, why why do you even use that as a buzzword? I feel like yeah. most people probably don't even have 4K TVs yet. Yeah, it, it's pretty, I think it's still pretty rare. Well, I mean, most, I think most things are 4K now, but it's not like true 4K. You know, as you yeah. know, there's, there's like the Samsung TV 4K and then there's the Walmart version um, cheapo TV 4K. Yeah, you have like the, I mean, it's the same problem that existed back when they like first started doing full HD. It's like you have all these range of TVs and at the low end, it's it looks pretty bad, even though it's technically the resolution. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you just have that same issue again. Maybe you'll always have that issue, but I feel like 4K on console right now is so variable <laughs> like yeah and not consistent it's not consistent and plus frame rate is still all over the place like 60 is rare uh as like a solid 60 fps um at 30 is very common for pretty much everything aside from like shooters that are trying to push the frame rate higher and i wish we could push like the current boundaries up like to the max and just find a good like Maybe 4K 60 is more common on the next generation. That would be fine for me. <laughs> uh, yeah. And don't push it any farther. Because I feel like 4K 60 with some AAA games is still going to be... It's going to be pretty hard to hit, <laughs> even yeah. with whatever hardware they're going to throw at you. Because if it's going to cost like 500 bucks or less, like they're not going to put... It's not going to be that fast. Yeah. 
I mean, you're getting almost to the point where you might as well just have bought a PC. Yeah, and even PC, it's like, if you're doing 4K60, I mean, some things are easy, but if you're like, if you're putting The Witcher on there and trying to do 4K60, like, you have to, you have to spend a little bit of money. <laughs> yeah, you have to have a pretty nice graphics card. Yeah, it's... But it's interesting here, and they, they also swung say... so far past. They say, like, uh, it's not coming out in 2019, which I, th- I think we probably assumed, but... Because we, yeah. we kind of figured like, oh, they're going to start talking about it in 2019 and then it'll come out in 2020, um, which I still kind of think that'll probably happen. It's just weird that they're actually like talking a little bit about it already. Seems seems strange just to put that out in the internet. Maybe they just like want to get people like. Don't forget about us because everybody else is mentioning something. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And, and I mean, that I don't know like what they're going to do around E3 time. I'm sure they'll do something this year or this summer. Um, it's just weird that they're backing out of E3. I don't know what the point is of like, without saying like without announcing something else. I'm sure they have something going, but it's just it's weird. Yeah. Well, there's also a really interesting game that uh, got released, and in ten days they sold twenty million copies. Oh, that's that. That's two million copies, I believe. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's a little bit. Uh, what a, little a bit... flop. <laughs> <laughs> two million. Excuse me. No, very successful. Two million copies in 10 days and that's Sekiro Sekiro yeah I wasn't sure if it was Sekiro or Sekiro Sekiro oh yes um Sekiro I think I usually say Sekiro but I'm not sure if that's right uh Sekiro Shadows Die Twice um it's a from software game so it's like Dark Souls kind of that's as much as I can say (laughs) so this game is pretty interesting because there's a pretty hard split with it it's a very difficult game typically um and it there's like a in the community itself a lot of people want it to stay really hard they say that if you have a hard game it's a badge of honor to be able to complete the task and be able to get things going um and so a lot of people want to keep it hard but they're considering an easy mode to it um but that a lot of people are getting upset about that because they feel like they're pandering to the masses for it um but I don't know. I mean, what what do you think? Do you think games should be hard if they're actually known for being hard? Should they stay hard, or should they um, always be easy? I mean, I have an obvious, I have a pretty pretty big opinion on it personally. But what would you prefer on your games? Yeah, I yeah, I forgot about those articles. That I I know there was at least one or two articles from I don't know if it was IGN or Forbes or like you know some people that just like have editorial writers on there and they came out saying like. We need a easy mode because some of us like aren't good, and like we want to, we still want to experience like the rest of your game, like the story and the cool world and stuff. I, I, I'm kind of firmly, I think, against it uh, with certain games. I think for some games it makes sense, um, but I think another game that was talked about a lot, uh, this same type of thing, was Cuphead uh, when that came out, and that was one that I actually played a lot. Uh, Mm. And that was one where like there was a, you know, that's just a 2D platformer, but it's really, really hard. Uh, And there was an article and footage of like a guy at, I forget what outlet it was, but just a member of the press that was like paid to go review that game and, and like do a preview event. And he was like doing the tutorial of like how it's like showing you like how to jump and how to do the moves. And there's like a few obstacles that you have to jump over because it's teaching you what the buttons do. And he like got stuck on one of the things at the very beginning of the tutorial for like 
five minutes because he couldn't figure out how to do like a jump dash uh, and chain it together. And it's like, uh, and then people started talking about like, well, maybe, you know, does this need, do these games need to be like, have a mode that you can just face while everything so you can experience it if you're not good or you don't want to put in the time. I don't think so. Cause that's, that's like the whole point of some of these games. I feel like the way they're designed is, is not just because like, Oh, we, they put a lot of work into the story with like souls games too, and the environment and the, the level design and the atmosphere. Sure. It's all really cool, but like a big, huge, uh, pillar of those games is like boss mechanics and like learning the fights and repetition and getting frustrated for a little while and then like learning and then having a huge deal of satisfaction when you finally take down a boss and i I think if you take that out it's just a different experience and so i don't know I, i i don't i don't think it's good for those types of games my my opinion is if it's a single player game uh, where there's no interaction to uh, multiplayer options, sure, I'm I'm okay with having a an easy mode, shall we say. Um, I feel like the there if you're gonna have an easy mode, it should be complete basic, and you don't really get the best items and the best options unless you increase your difficulty, kind of a thing. Um, if there's any sort of people interaction. Uh, multi massive multiplayer kind of games. It sh- there, sh- there shouldn't be an easy mode. I mean, that's what happened to World of Warcraft, and I I'm still really bitter with World of Warcraft and how they pretty much spoon fed everybody who plays it. Oh, you mean and, like stuff like like the Raid Finder or like LFR? I mean, I guess that's that's not all of it, but that's probably the some. Yeah, of the, that was like the start. The start of, of when, when they were trying to be like, we need to appease both the hardcore and the people that you know, don't want to put in the effort of the time. Yeah. And it, what made it hard is for anybody who entered into the world, um, brand new, couldn't find the hardcore people and was cut and you were kind of stuck in the route of the, uh, LFR and, um, dungeon grinding. I mean, they now have a shop that you can quickly buy your way for 60 bucks. You can get a, a level 120 or whatever the max level is now in WoW. And I'm just like, I feel like they just took the whole experience out of it and it became instant gratification type situations. And that's part of what I think is killing a lot of games is everybody wants the instant gratification. Everybody wants to quickly find, like, get to the end and beat the game to say, sweet, I did it. Now now what? Now, now get me to the next thing. As opposed to like really grinding and investing and getting that emotional attachment to a game. Uh, until they do that, I don't I don't know if we'll actually have a good game again, which, by the way, we'll talk about in a second, um, a little bit later, is the Star Wars game. I think they are, hint, 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 I think they're actually on the right path with that game based upon some information that has been released on it. Um, so, so yeah, the short version with this game is I hope they keep it hard. I hope they keep that community strong, um, that camaraderie of tackling the puzzles, working together on boss mechanics, um, so that it actually stays hard, um, and people are challenged. Yeah. Well, and I didn't even think about like stuff like World of Warcraft, but yeah, I would agree with you a hundred percent, but I, I would say like pretty much any genre game i don't think i care if it's multiplayer or not like securio and cuphead like those are both single player uh exclusive games and i i think they should stay hard i don't think there should be an easy mode uh and it's like 
especially now with like if you don't want to play it you don't have to play it man there's so many freaking games and if you just want to see it go watch somebody else play it because there's yeah, probably three thousand people streaming it right now or already recorded their like let's play uh so if you want to let's play without somebody talking there there's 200 of them if you got if you want a different personalities you got those two like there's no reason for you to like where like what's the satisfaction of like i played it if it's not if there's no difficulty like if you're just like That's pressing the, the stick over to move it's like that takes away the satisfaction of being like i did that i did it yeah i i watched my own version <laughs> um yeah it it's like somebody bowling with bumpers on and bowling a perfect game and being like yeah i did i that. bowled a perfect game right on it's like yeah. yeah of course you did you had bumpers on <laughs> so yeah i don't i mean i can see the the arguments a little bit around like uh you know people talk about like accessibility uh that type of stuff but i think you know there's there's so many other uh things that developers can and have done i feel like to improve accessibility uh and even people like you know microsoft with the adaptive controller and stuff like that to improve accessibility in ways like to make more of games and more of gaming accessible to people that need different ways to control things and need different input devices and all that i feel like that's all super great um because everybody should be able to play but i feel like making everything super easy for people that aren't good. I don't know if I think that's a little bit of a stretch. Um, yeah. and there's so many games out there that are so easy and they're designed to be easy. So, uh, play those. So my question, I guess for you along that line is we talked about Diablo three at the beginning and how we like the, the part where you can just roll. Yeah. So what's the difference of Diablo three and having it on normal where you face roll everything and this one, is it because this game and these developers typically, have always been hard and that's been their MO and their brand. And so somebody's trying to make it easy or is it, you know, what, yeah. I think, what do you see as a difference? I think the difference for me there is that like a game like Diablo, especially well, and Diablo as a brand, like I've played that forever. It's, it was always designed around like you can play the way you want to play. Uh, and the ultimate goal, if you really want to play hardcore is to push the difficulty, but Maybe you want to make it easy to just relax and grind, uh, or maybe you just want to do the campaign. Like I, I agree. Like that is like that is an example of like here's all the options. Do what you want to do. But Diablo was never designed to be like a a super hard game. Yeah, um, it was designed to be a grinder, and you can set the pace however you want. But yeah. Cuphead and Sekiro and Dark Souls, like those are all games designed almost around the idea that this is going to be hard as hell <laughs> um, and like, and you're going to have to die over and over and over and over. And you're going to have to learn muscle memory around this, act this game, not just muscle memory around the controller, muscle memory around each boss fight and pattern recognition of what the boss is going to do after this animation. It's all designed around that. So I feel like, and Diablo is not in any way. Um, yeah. Maybe tiny bits here and there, but not really. Uh, that's more about progression and like just l learning your character and that kind of thing. But it's, it's not as much about just boss fights and boss mechanics, which yeah. I, I feel like that's the difference for me. And if, if it was designed, you know, if Cuphead and Sekiro and those types of games were designed from the beginning of like, we need to have these different modes, I feel like it would probably be look different and it would probably be more okay. But looking at a game that was designed to be super hard, 
and then saying like, hey, you need to change it and tack an easy mode on now. It's like, it's not going to look great. Um, yeah. So maybe in the future, if they want to add like other modes or other ways to play the game, like maybe if they design it from the beginning that to have that kind of thing in there, it'll it'll be better. But I think right now the games that we're getting from those types of companies, like leave them alone. They're fine. I mean, I, I <laughs> leave them alone. And I, I don't even play like I'm not going to get Sekiro. I hate Dark Souls. Um, and it's like it is the coolest looking game and i love the levels and i love the animation and the like the world design and the atmosphere but man it's hard and i get it's so frustrated like i just don't want to spend the time to do all that stuff so it's like i'll just watch somebody stream it for a while if i want to see what the game is like that's fine with me and cuphead was one where i was like i i'm gonna do the work i'm gonna put in the work and i did and it was fun but it took forever yeah yeah, I don't know if I could ever do that. It takes me way too long to learn new things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to each their own. Like, But like I said, it's like there's so much stuff to play. So le- if a developer wants to make a hard game and that's like their shtick, like that's fine with me. Yeah. So um, I want to give some shout outs to some people This uh, on, the, on the Twitters. Um, there is one specifically. There's another podcast I'm going to give a shout out to this time. Um, we actually went to college with three of the people who are there. Um, the fourth one went to the same college we did, but I believe he was a little later than us, um, or earlier, excuse me. And so I don't remember him. So sorry. Um, (laughs) but the podcast is called Q plot device. If you are interested in, um, pretty much pop cultures type things. So they, they talk about, uh, Star Wars, they talk about video games, they talk about movies. Um, they're they're big nerdy people just like us as well. Um, but uh, give them a, a, a check out. Uh, it's called Q Plot Devices. So C-U-E Plot Device. Not with an S at the end. So it's just Q Plot Device. So that's the first person we want to give a shout out to. Um, and then I went and was watching some, some uh, clips and there is... There was one that was really, really awesome, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna shout out to the people who have don't have a lot of followers, um, but had a really interesting um, caption or at least a clip. My favorite one of the three was actually uh, sent out by C Captain Ray. So C S E A underscore Captain Ray. He's playing Sea of Thieves, and he comes along behind another ship. And the front of his, um, the, what do they call that part of the ship that sticks way out? I want to say bow. The bow. But I don't, I don't know. Bow? I, I feel like that's the, wrong too, but that was the, what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, the, the front pointy part of a ship comes along and like just picks up somebody who is sitting at the end of a different ship. And so like he was AFK and she's like, Bleep. so I retweeted it on our Twitter account. So if you just go to uh, our Twitter, which is WBG cast. And look at my recently tweeted ones. Um, I did it at eleven forty nine on the fourteenth. Um, yeah, he did. He just pretty much kidnapped a guy off of another ship. It was hilarious. I laughed actually fairly for a little while. Um, and my captions yoink. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the other one is for another person who is a doesn't have very many followers. And that's the other thing too is I want to try to highlight people who don't have a lot of followers right now. Um, Q plot devices actually has a decent amount of followers. So they're the only ones we're making exception to right now. But um, this other guy was actually playing rocket league and uh, Brian and Brett, you should definitely check it out. He asked for a ranking on what he thinks his shot is. Um, But it's a decent shot that he did. 
Um, but his Twitter handle is XT187X. Um, and he does a lot of other video games too. So again, if you like watching clips about other gamers and seeing some either funny clips or um, genuinely good skilled clips, um, we'll usually try to give a shout out to somebody once in a while. Um, try to do it every week uh, if we get around to finding them. Sometimes when I go and search Twitter, there just weren't any good clips that week. And I don't want to do like really mainstream popular ones that have, have like a thousand million views and retweets um kind of want to give it out to the the small guys like us so yeah um, anyways check out those people um can i make a oh finish what you're saying and then i'll go off on my tangent (laughs) oh okay um i was just gonna say his shot i pretty much told him that i will give him a 10 out of 10 um only if he on the mic chat called his shot saying hey bottom left corner because uh if he didn't call it then i still think it's luck so um, now I'll go on my tangent. Yeah, go on your tangent. Um, so you talk about Sea of Thieves, which made me remember a video that I watched. And I was going to tell everybody, but I forgot about it. Um, <laughs> I've watched a video. I still don't know if I want to play yet, but I, I definitely do want to play for like the harpoon and the fishing and all that stuff whenever that's in. So Did you see the harpoon turn, by the way? I No. Have you, okay. So when I was looking for clips today, sorry to take you off your tangent. Oh, I'll let you go it. back in a second. Um but I actually wanted to play Sea of Thieves. I was like watching. I was like, hey, I think I think I want to get back on and play for a night or two. Um, the harpoon, you can hit an island, a rock, okay. and it will. you can use it as like a slingshot. So it like is secured to your ship. And so it slings you around the edge of, of uh, the island. So you can use it as you're getting away, you know, kind of like as you're like taking S-curves on a car or something. You can just shoot it into the side of this um, island and then just – zip around the edge of it that's cool and i think there's probably a detach <laughs> button i would hope so um oh but yeah. yeah well yeah that sounds fun what i i've been like i haven't looked at too many videos lately but i know that when they announced like the fishing and the harpoons and all all the new stuff like it made me want to play but i don't know if all of it's in yet um but it should be i think their their like anniversary update was like a rollout so i was just kind of waiting until all that was done but no, the video that I saw is about, um, it's really not like too crazy, but it's about like the damage model and they're, I like, it's just got me so excited. Apparently they're re, uh, revamping some of the damage model, um, on the ships themselves. So, oh, interesting. Uh, which includes for one cannonballs, like when you hit, um, you know, like right now, if you hit like a spot on the ship and then you hit that same spot again it just doesn't do anything like it's the same hole so they're changing it to be like there's like three different tiers of holes i think now so when you hit it once it'll make a small hole and then if you hit it again it'll widen the hole and then hit it again it'll widen the hole and each size of hole does a different level of like water uh through the hole so then like if you get a bunch of big holes in the ship um they'll take on water faster and it'll take longer to patch the bigger holes than the smaller holes um from the inside Hmm. so that i thought that was cool but then the cooler part is that you can now um i don't know if this is in the game yet but it's coming you can now shoot and crack the the masts of the ship Um, what yeah so and i think it's all three but and then you'll see that like they showed a video of it it's like and i think it takes three cannonball hits to to knock it over but if if you get three shots on it then it'll just like tip over 
and fall over and then they lose that sail um and then they have how do you get it can you get it back by it with your wood yeah it's it's wood just like the rest of the stuff i think everything is still wood to repair but it showed it and it's like kind of raising it up like like with ropes and stuff and then you i don't know how long it takes but so that's in you can knock down the masts and like cripple their sails uh but you can also damage like the other cosmetics around the ship now so you can shoot and it, it oh man there's so much you can shoot the wheel now and break the wheel uh, so it'll have like less, what? less, um, what are they called? Wheel sticks, <laughs> wheel poles. Yeah. Um, so have less like sticks on the wheel to turn <laughs> and then you'll turn slower. Uh, and then you have to repair that, uh, to be able to get your wheel back to full, like full turn radius or whatever. Oh, cool. And then you can also shoot the, and blow up the, the anchor wheel and knock those out. So there'll be less rungs to like push the anchor up and down. And oh. I think he said there's a chance too if you destroy it that it'll drop the anchor. Uh, and then when you repair it, they did some visual stuff too. So like when you when the wheel's all torn to crap and you like repair it with wood, you'll replace those like nice fancy wood sticks with just like a board. So then, <laughs> and, and same with the anchor thing. And then with the the masts if you repair it it'll be like a cracked mast like stuck back on and then a bunch of boards like nailed around the crack uh so it's just like they showed like a ship that had been like through a battle and it's just like complete just torn to crap um nice yeah i don't it made me like want to just try it with when everything that they're talking about is in uh we should all get back on and try it for a night and see um all the changes yeah no i think that's really awesome um so the big thing I mean, this is going to be a longer episode because we, we just hit our, our our main talking point subject today of Star Wars. Well, actually, real quick, before we get into Star Wars, um, I did do a poll. I did a poll this uh, on Monday, and I asked, you know, what would you guys like us to talk about the most um, this week? And I said Star Wars, uh, Game of Thrones, and I forget what the other one was. Um, and everybody, most people wanted Game of Thrones. So Who voted? We'll How get- many people voted? Not very many. <laughs> Um, but of those people, most of them wanted Game of Thrones. So I figure we'll just give a quick little shout out to Game of Thrones. Um, we're not going to give spoilers. Um, I am, I, I love Game of Thrones. It's one of the things my wife and I love watching together and I watched it without her, the, uh, the first part or the first, uh, portion. And she was so pissed. <laughs> she was like, I have been mad at you before in our marriage, but this is like the worst right now. That's mm, um, pretty bad. So we watched it again. I watched it again with her. Um, yeah, I would say as a whole, you know, again, not giving away any thing. There really isn't anything to spoil in this one. Uh, it was a lot of talking, not a lot of killing. Nobody died. Yeah, it's a lot like, of like reset up and stuff. And just like you said, we were talking earlier, it's like a lot of characters are meeting other characters who haven't met before. And it's like just a lot of setup. Yeah, it. And it, it was the shortest episode. I don't know if you knew this, but uh, there's eight episodes. And I want to say the first three are under an hour or about an hour long. And then the last of them are 80 minutes. Oh, I was so wondering because, like, oh, I feel like we had, me and Ashley had heard that like it was, it's supposed to be super long episodes. So we were like, what the heck? They lied. But yeah, I guess it's just the first three. 
Yeah. So it's, yeah, I think this one was like almost barely 50 minutes long. And then the next one's supposed to be 55 and the next one's like 59 and then it jumps to like 80, 80, 80, 80 kind of thing. So that's probably when all the death and destruction happens. So if you're, if you're a little behind and you're not sure you want to pay for the HBO subscription yet, um, to be able to watch Game of Thrones, I'd probably suggest waiting three weeks and then, um, you do like the free internet or free uh, email address account through Hulu, get caught up on those three episodes. And then um, since it's a month long, you could probably catch up on the next, you could watch the next three for free. And if you just have one more episode or more uh, email burner account, you can just recreate another Hulu account for, on a trial for a month and finish off Game of Thrones. Price so. hacks. Um, yeah. HBO hacks. HBO hacks. Anyways, okay, so that was our Game of Thrones talk. It was good, the though. The truth is, yeah, like, it was. I, it was a lot of talking, but uh, it made me super hyped to watch the rest of the season. And I, I had forgotten a lot of, like, what was going on. And within, like, 10 minutes, I was, like, glued back in. Yeah. Oh, I guess real quick, who would you, who do you hope for takes the throne? Who's your, mm. who's your realistic and who's the one you want? I... I always root for Jon Snow because I really like Jon Snow. So I probably am going to still root for Jon Snow. I like Daenerys a lot too. Um, I'd be fine with either of them. Um, yeah, I, I like either one of them as well. Um, I would say I my, the one that I think has a realistic chance is Jon Snow. I like him. I would I think he's the perfect um, fairy tale ending you know, for it. Um my dark horse want that I don't think would ever happen is actually like Arya. I would love it if Arya. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was. We were because Ashley had to do like a. They were doing some work pool for like who dies and who is alive and who gets the Iron Throne. And all we were trying to do that like the night before. She had to like put it up for to see if she wins or whatever. But yeah, I just kept saying Ar- Arya is going to take it over everything. <laughs> um, I yeah, but in my mind it's like oh, I really want Jon Snow to just. Uh, have every have it all but i feel like oh, it's too easy yeah no it, it yeah it's too easy it's too straightforward um but uh did you did you um see any of the people's reactions to bran after the episode one i don't think so no what were they saying <laughs> the, there's a video i i tweeted it on uh wannabe gaming uh, our podcast uh, twitter handle so go check it out later but it pretty much took the snl debbie downer um, clip which is it, the Debbie Downer is a long time ago but pretty much whenever Bran talks it's always like super negative and super <laughs> downer and so when they're, they first come into the, the city and they're doing the whole introductions between Sansa and um, Khaleesi and all that um, he pipes in he's like we don't have time for this and it's like wah 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 <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny I yeah I like um I at least like his character. I mean, it's not really his character, but it's they went a lot faster with the pacing of certain things that I won't talk about um, than I thought they were going to. I thought it was going to take longer for certain things to happen, and they all pretty much happen right away. Uh, yeah. And he's part of that because he's just like, guys, we got to move. <laughs> yeah, he's, he pretty much he, – yeah, he's like the guy in the meeting who doesn't really want to be in the meeting. He's just like, hey, come on. Let's get this done. Yeah. We, we've got eight episodes here. We don't have time to yeah, dilly dally. We got to get it done in this first episode. So yeah, it's good. Yeah. Everybody, go watch it. Yeah, check it out. Um, but the big news for this weekend really was Star Wars. Star Wars kind of like stole the show this weekend. It was a lot of fun to kind of follow everything that was coming out. Um, 
We'll kind of hit on each different thing as we go along. Uh, but the short version, if you didn't know, over in Chicago was the Star Wars Celebration. Um, I guess they have a Star Wars Celebration every year, kind of talking and highlighting the things that are happening within the Star Wars universe and um, and everything like that. And the things that kind of came out were, one, there's a new the Star Wars game, the Je- Jedi Fallen Order trailer came out. Um, Star Wars Episode Nine trailer came out. They talked about the new TV series, The Mandalorian, um, and then also the Old Republic expansion came out as well, all within this weekend, pretty much. Um, so should we start with uh, the video game? Yeah, let's start with the games, because I, I think I'm more interested talking about the games than the movie and TV content. But but yeah, so let's start with the main game, I guess, Fallen Order. So my favorite things about it, uh, first off, the the trailer was pretty awesome. Uh, It hooked me. It sucked me in uh, pretty quickly. Uh, Seems like it's going to have a great story. I mean, it has – what is that guy's name who's writing for it? He's really, really good. Pulling a blank on his name. But anyways, he's on the writing team for um, Star Wars Jedi Order. You'll look it up real quick as I'm – as I'm talking, I guess. It might not be in this Um, article, but I I know who you're thinking about, but I don't have his name either. Um. Anyways, but the things that I love is it's a single-player game. Sucks it's not going to be multiplayer, but that's okay. And there are going to be no microtransactions, and they will not implement microtransactions at all, ever, they said. <laughs> I like um, how that's like their their huge buzzword now. It's like, there's not going to be any multiplayer. Yes! And, like, and <laughs> we're only going to charge you once for it. Yes! <laughs> I can hear, like, I it's like, Oh yeah, that's probably what you should have been doing anyway. Uh, excited though, I'm, I I just want this game because of those two features to all of a sudden just blow up and be one of the biggest grossing games of all time, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, because you know if it doesn't do good, EA is just going to come back and be like, "Well, see guys, we told you, it's not a game as a service, and it's not making any money." <laughs> see, we need to be able to make our money, and so we're going to get just charge you for every easy little thing you have. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very excited that that, that it's going to be that way. Um, they also said there's not going to be a lot of stealthing around because that's what a lot of people thought too. Is is this game going to be all like stealth and not be noticed and try to be up behind the scenes? And they said no, that's not what they are intending the game to be. They said the game is going to be one that they want you to engage in the the action and be immersed in what's going on and wielding a lightsaber and all that fun stuff. Um, they said you can do it stealthy if you want to, but that's not what the game's made for. Yeah, and there's like, I mean, there's not a ton of like action sequences in there, at least not with the main character, but it kind of at least leads you to believe that he's going to become a Jedi and then you'll be able to just use your lightsaber all over the place. Um, yeah, it seems like he, he knows he has force ability, and that's why he seems to be hiding for most of the, the trailer. Then his good friend, you assume it's his good friend based upon the, what you saw, is falling to his death, and he he's going to force hold him, and but he gets noticed by an Imperial droid, and then that's probably where you're going to start your game, I would imagine. And there's also a shot of him wall running, like as he goes like in between oh, a building and I was like, oh, dude, you're totally going to be able to wall run because it's a respawn game. Like they already figured that out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Titanfall. So I, I bet it. I don't know if it's did they say it's not first person. It'll be third person, I'm sure. Yeah, I believe it's third person. So I don't know if they've done wall running with third person, but yeah, I'm sure you'll be able to, though. Um, 
and then I'm trying to the other thing because honestly, like the first couple times I watched the trailer, I I think I thought just the dial like maybe the voiceover that they did was like a little cheesy, like uh like I wasn't super on board. Uh, but then I and I the actor I think I was like he just looks kind of weird like he's like kind of super young looking and i i just wasn't sure but then i figured out um it's the guy from gotham uh that's the actor like that's oh. what, and and i actually really i'm trying to get his name but it, they didn't they don't have anything in this article that i'm looking up on agm i think i clicked on the wrong article probably but it's the he's also from shameless which i don't uh watch so i don't know him from that but uh his name's like I want to say Jerome, but that might be his name in Gotham. <laughs> uh, but he plays like the young Joker, like their version of the Joker in the Gotham yeah. miniseries. And I, mm. I actually really like him in that show. Uh, he's a good actor. So I'm actually excited to see like him be the main the main character for the game. Uh, but yeah, and I, I don't know. It's just a trailer. Like there's there's not a lot to be deemed from it, I guess. But it looks really cool. Yeah, it looks really cool. It, I love what I'm hearing so far um, in terms of gameplay and um, what their vision for the game is and stuff. And so, I don't know, maybe I'm just getting too excited over it right now, but I I think it's going to be pretty awesome. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Respawn. I think, like we have said before, it's like they've made a lot of good games in like recent years. Um including like apex <laughs> and titanfall yeah. which were both great games so i'm excited to see like what they do for a third person action game but i think they're, they're going to make the combat feel great uh so I, I don't really have any worries on the like the gameplay part portion of it it's mainly like the story that i hope that they get right yeah yeah totally agree totally totally agree um so yeah the other things they mentioned um is the new star wars episode 9 trailer um, I I mean we've kind of documented in the past our feelings of how the Star Wars franchise movies wise has kind of gone downhill over the last four um, or so Rogue One was awesome still like that one um, you don't like um, Force Awakens do you For, Force Awakens was okay you know looking at looking at the total product now Force Awakens is pretty awesome because I like um, I really liked the Force Awakens um, yeah, it got me excited for sure. I think I lost a lot of it. Lost a lot of its uh, glamour when the other ones just fell apart and crapped all over everything it built up. So I have a hard time with it. But I, I liked it when it came out a lot, a lot, a lot. So I would I liked Force Awakened and I liked um, Rogue, uh, One. Rogue One. And then after that, pretty much everything went downhill. Um, watching the trailer for Episode Nine. Um, I, I find myself being one of those people who I don't want to get hurt again. And so I'm not <laughs> going to let myself get excited about it. Um, because there's some things about the trailer that just pissed me off and some things that I was just like, Oh my God. <laughs> I don't think um, I super like, I mean, the last Jedi was really easy to analyze after I've seen it a couple times and watched like other people that are better at analyzing than me, like rip it to shreds. Um, yeah. And like explaining like the things that I would like kind of think sometimes, but like really it's, I, I have a hard time like getting to all the conclusions. Yeah. 
and with the trailer it's like i wasn't i don't think i really analyzed it that much i just kind of like yeah i take it in and see like where they're going with it i it it's hard because i feel like a lot of it is kind of like uh not really a cop-out but almost like just kind of fan servicey just to like, yeah. you know, they're bringing back Palpatine. That's an oh my god moment. I'm excited about that. Wait, and I'm super excited about it. But if I'm wondering, like, if if that was like, and then Ray's parents, like, oh, is she a Skywalker now? Like, it feels like J.J. Abrams was like, okay, Ryan, Ryan Johnson ruined everything. So what do I do? Yeah, I'll just ignore everything that he did and just keep doing what I was going to do. <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe that's what happened. Or I wonder if he's throwing in more like, you know, curveballs to like get people pumped again. Or maybe he was going to do that anyway. I From the way of Force Awakens went, it really didn't seem like J.J. Abrams would like it seemed like he was setting up so many cool things. And then obviously Ryan Johnson just kind of threw them all out. Yeah. And I... It's like part of me was like, if he just kind of ignores that and does everything he wanted to do, like, and tries to explain it in a way that like, oh, you know, her parents really are crazy. And like, uh, what's his face was lying to her. Um, yeah. And like that, that works for that. Cool. And then like Snoke's dead. Sure. But he wasn't really that great because Palpatine's really running everything still. And like... Yeah, that's one thing that kind of bugs me with with the Emperor Palpatine. I got I got to unpack my Emperor Palpatine moment real quick. Sorry to interrupt oh, yeah. you. Sure, sure. But but there, everything you're saying is sending me on different mental, <laughs> you know, gymnastics here. So first off, when I heard Emperor Palpatine, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, this is amazing. But and one of the things that's frustrating about it is the fact that what was the point of Snoke then if you have Emperor Palpatine is still around? Because he Snoke was in both. The Force Awakens and um, the Last Jedi was such a prominent f- thing that he was the bad guy. He yeah. you, he was like told you're told as the audience member that he is the most deadly person or person pulling all the strings and controlling everybody, um, like Emperor Palpatine did. But then he dies so quickly and he's non-existent to where they're like, okay, we're gonna bring him back. So that that's kind of one thing. It's like uh, okay, and then. I feel like it's a little frustrating that they're trying to bring back certain people from the original um, in each one of these follow-up um, episodes. Oh, yeah. And so, like, you had Han Solo and Chewbacca and Leia, the first one, and then you kill off Han, but you still have Luke and Leia, and then Luke dies, but Leia's still around, but dies in real life. So then you have the re- you know this next episode where they're going to try to piece together um the they had shot some scenes i guess for this one while princess leia was still alive and so they're gonna try to piece together some of those pieces um that part really worries me i don't i don't know you know they talk about it like it's like like a great thing that they can like oh we're not gonna use cg like we really want her to be a big part of the movie and like but then it sounds like how do you how do you do that how do you like just make do you have to just like kind of make it up according to what you had filmed yeah or i don't right. i don't know how it works i guess but it's like the way they talk about it makes me like what why would you try and do that why would you try and like make her be a big part of the film if like you're not gonna use cg at all so you have to like be shackled to the footage that you already captured 
like i don't know who knows yeah and then they bring lando calrissian back which is great you know i like the original lando but i also like the new lando too to be honest um uh but yeah it's like they, they just keep bringing more and more people in from the original and i'm trying to figure out is it just a fan favor to be like hey check it out oh my gosh it's him you know and get those people super excited about it or you know is there actually a valid reason are they going to kill them off too here (laughs) i think i'm okay i mean i was fine with it in the force awakens when they have like han solo i really liked that part of the movie like him being a character and and chewy there and i did too i like if i remove what happened in the last jedi and like the like the portrayals of those characters in that movie, like I'm completely fine with the old characters being a part of the new trilogy. It's just that, man, they portrayed Luke and Leia in just, oh, they messed, they just like kind of ruined it. But it's like, apart from that, like with just the force awakens, I'm fine with. And so like, if, if they kind of do whatever they were doing, just keep doing that. I'll probably be fine with it. Um, And I mean, it is the Skywalker they're pitching it as the end of the Skywalker saga. So it's like they need to be a part of it in some respect. And the, the, the title of it is the rise of Skywalker, right? Yeah, that's correct. And so if it's the end of the Skywalker story, then yeah, which does is, that which mean... is weird. Cause does that mean like a lot of people are saying that Ray is that mean Ray is a Skywalker and now she is the, is she going to die? Or, or maybe she will conquer everybody and then she'll have a new saga. Yeah, but maybe. I don't also, know. I, I, I liked her in the very first one, um, The Force Awakens, um, because she had this kind of like innocent, cute, tomboyish kind of thing to her. And then now as I've watched her act through the next two, I really don't like her as an actor, to be honest with you. Maybe it's just the trailer, but how, and maybe it could be just directing, but she's standing there in the middle of the desert and this TIE fighter or TIE interceptor is flying towards her and she does the most obvious acting, slight crouch, slow head turn around, look behind you at the camera thing. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't know. Not not a huge fan um, of her in that aspect right now, but we'll see if I like if I like her more in this story, I will most likely watch this one. Um, I don't know if I'll go out to see it. I mean, it's coming out in November, I believe, or December. Um, so it's like a typical Christmas tradition. Um, I'm not going to be with my family, though, at Christmas time. So maybe maybe I won't. I don't know. I have um, to go see it, Mike. I got to go see it. Did you go see like Solo even in theaters? I actually did. Um, oh. I, that wasn't, I think like, a I wasn't going out to see that because I was like, you know, I had to see it. I think it was just, we got invited with some friends and it was out. So, uh, yeah. it wasn't like right after it released, but the, I mean, the other, the mainline ones I've always gone and seen like pretty quick <clears throat> and I probably will on this one. I, I think for me, the biggest things that I that they need to do in order for it not to be just completely ridiculous is they need to somehow uh, fix, like tie in and like resolve all the stuff that they did in the last movie. Yeah. And maybe not all of it, but like Snoke is probably the big one. They need to explain that. 
and, yeah, and if, they they're, ex- if they're bringing Palpatine back, they need to explain like why would why did Snoke die in like two seconds uh, if he was supposed to be this big overlord or like was that for a purpose or like even if it makes some of the Last Jedi stuff seem like a little bit like uh, stupid, yeah. that's honestly fine. I think I think <laughs> I'd rather have it be like oh that's just the dumb movie, but at least it connects to the good movie to the good ending. Like I don't want them. I I don't know. Because if they just leave it, it's just uh, it's just gonna be terrible. It's just gonna be like the movie doesn't even exist. <laughs> yeah, which maybe is yeah. fine too. But I'd rather it be like a cohesive at least. Because I liked Snoke. Like I liked the direction that they were going. Um, and yeah, with Ray's parents, it's like that one is maybe easier. Like if they just say, like, oh, he was lying to her when he said that they're nobody yeah uh but i don't know i'm excited it's it's hard not to get excited but i yeah i'm torn because i feel like it it's hard to know as like just a viewer is was ryan johnson really like the whole reason that that movie just derailed uh or is it like a way bigger issue than that yeah because it's easy to like pin it on like oh Ryan Johnson just is awful and he want like he wanted his own things for that movie so he he did it and ruined everything and now it's back to JJ Abrams so it's going to be great but i don't know maybe it isn't all maybe it's like a bigger problem than just Ryan Johnson cuz obviously like solo wasn't great either yeah but i don't know i think that's a separate issue uh like solo it's easy to pin solo and the last jedi together as like star wars sucks now but those are different movies for me. Like I rewatched solo again or tried to, and it's, it's not very good. Uh, it's, yeah. it's not a very good movie, but no, it's not. It's like, it's not a good movie. Not in the same ways that the last Jedi is not a good movie. <laughs> like yeah. the last Jedi is honestly like kind of in a lot of ways. It's, it's some of the parts of it are like, Oh, this is actually a pretty cool movie with really great visuals and like really entertaining, like choreography with fight scenes and like, some interesting characters and granted some terrible scenes, but like the biggest issue I have with the last Jedi is the stuff that they were trying to do that they just crapped all over. Um, yeah. and, and lasers don't bend now. And, and, and the, then, and yeah, some, yeah, some of that stuff, but solo is just like, it just feels like a B movie all, all like the whole way through to me. Like, it's just yep. not that great of a movie. Um, where this last Jedi is kind of like split down the middle for me. It's like, there's a, some good parts here, but then there's a lot of, uh, so I, yeah, I will be optimistic. Um, cause I like JJ <laughs> Abrams, uh, at least usually the stuff that he puts out. So yeah, I do too. I don't know. It seems impossible to like resolve it uh, The I guess my, the one thing I keep thinking is like, if this isn't like th- three, three plus hours, like how do they even how do they even do any of it like how do they resolve any of it uh but i don't see it being three plus hours i yeah i feel like this is also the last one they plan to do and that 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 line yeah like the main storyline everything else is gonna be offshoots and stuff so so yeah it's gonna have to be really long i think to really wrap it up put a nice bow on it and finish the story so um yeah who knows um the other thing that they discussed is the Mandalorian series. So that's going to be a live action 
little TV series about bounty hunters, about Mandalorians specifically, I guess. Um, cause if you listen, if you ever watched, um, the animated series, uh, one of the crew members was Mandalorian. Um, she was the bounty hunter on there. And, um, so it's, it's a very, it's very exciting to see a TV series come out, a live action TV series. So I, I hope it's going to be really good. The only thing that kind of sucks, sucks is it's going to come out on Disney plus. Um, uh, I think that's what they call it. It's yeah. their streaming version of movies and TV shows and all that fun stuff. And so it's going to be airing or premiering the same time, the same day that uh, Disney plus releases. So, I mean, I don't plan to get a Disney plus subscription uh, because I already have a bunch of other ones. So, um, you know, we'll have to see if there's any other way to be able to find it or listen to it or whatever. Um, but yeah, it seems like it's going to be interesting. Um, some of the actors that they're grabbing seem to do pretty interesting as well. So I got to yawn for a second. You take over, Brett. Oh, that's okay. I was going to say, um, I, I think I'm excited just for something in the Star Wars universe that's not like mainline, like kind of an offshoot story, um, something different. It's just like, I'm tired of mainline, like tie-ins to old characters and like cameos and all that stuff i just want something that is star wars but completely different separate just do tell a new story um so i hope that it's like new enough and that they don't i don't know what it's about but as opposed to bounty hunters and stuff but i hope that it's just its own thing and that they uh they don't worry about like fan servicey tie-ins um too much yeah i can already hear dom you know, yelling through the yeah, he knows way more than us. I think about the Mandalorian. He'll be like, "It's like Mandalorian. It's like it's a bounty hunter guild." Mike, why are you talking about the bounty hunter guild? <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, it's it should be pretty cool. Hopefully, we can find something um, a way to at least maybe watch a few episodes and see if it's any good. But it's not coming out in November, I believe. If that's yeah, if I remember right. That sounds right. That and um, yeah, Disney Plus. I don't know if we'll get it either. It's I it's it's cheaper. It's like seven dollars, seven or eight dollars, I think, a month, but. Uh, they've said like there's going to be a ton of stuff on it and like some exclusive star wars stuff and some exclusive marvel stuff is coming and uh, i don't I'll know t- i'll tell you what for the listeners out there dm me uh, or dm wannabe gaming you know podcast if you're going to get disney plus and you know maybe we can share logins you can have like <laughs> my my hulu or my netflix um login and i will have your disney plus and we can just share for a little while and so i can just see what it's like so from everything yeah. i've seen it seems like maybe something that i would get like sort of like maybe some people do with probably like hbo or you'd get it sometimes but you wouldn't have it consistently like month to month yeah you just subscribe maybe a couple times a year and just binge watch this shows that you wanted to watch uh and then watch a ton of animated movies <laughs> Uh, or maybe old Disney classics. I oh, they keep saying honestly, like, that would be Disney classics, but uh, like, does that mean just animated classics, or does that mean like Mighty Ducks and? I would imagine all like, of them. All because if they do like literally every Disney produced movie, that's like that's thousands and thousands of movies. Um, yeah, but if that's if that was it, like I could see it being like, sure, I'll I'll pay seven dollars for a while for that. Because um, there's so much stuff on there that I would totally watch that I've probably totally forgotten about. Yeah, well, and also my girls are right about the age where we can have movie night Saturday night and I can start to introduce them to Disney's type stuff. Oh, yeah. So I'll be honest. Yeah, if if 
that is the one way they will get me is if they have the original animated Cinderella and the original, um, you know, Robin Hood I bet and they do. Jungle Book. I, yeah, if they if they have like all the old and the new, like just the entire library, I I would probably subscribe to it for a little while. I I just worry that just like how they do with buying movies, they have ones that go into the vault, kind of a thing. I hope they don't have that with this. Which would be service. so stupid because. Like they own everything, so there's no, there's absolutely no reason for them to do that as a. Don't ex- keep it from except us. Except to just like have like media buzz every month of like, oh, you need to come back because we just released this again. That would be so stupid. I hope they don't do that. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, so the last thing in terms of Star Wars that was announced this weekend that we feel like is worth talking about is the fact that the Old Republic expansion. Uh, there's a new expansion coming out, and it's the first one in three years. Uh, but this is, yeah, the old Republic was released back in 2011 and they keep having a bit more content, more um, expansions and stuff. And so it's just kind of interesting that this game is still very active and very um, alive. And yeah, it's the first expansion in three years. Yeah. I don't even there. I don't have a ton to say about it. I just thought it was really interesting because I almost thought I read the title wrong of like, wait, there's there's another expansion. <laughs> I thought the game was kind of like, you know, just kind of keeping subs happy and kind of on its way out a little bit. Uh, but it sounds like it's like a full blown expansion. The game's seventh expansion. Uh, there's a quote here from GameSpot. Uh, Star Wars The Old Republic Onslaught puts you at the center of the reignited war between the Galactic Republic and the Sith Empire. Uh, will you remain loyal to your faction or work to undermine and sabotage their war efforts? The choice is yours. Um, there's two new planets. There's a new flashpoint. A new flashpoint. Yep. A new operation, more abilities, level cap increase, all the all the expansion stuff like in any MMO. But I just was uh, just a bit surprised because it's been a long time since they did this much of a content update to that game. And this one is um, PC only, if I remember right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't. I haven't played through much of it. I know I'm reading through the expansion list. Um, and I know because we all got the base game and played. Then I know I did some of the Rise of the Hut Cartel, which was the first one, and then I believe the Shadow Revan, which was like kind of in the middle in in 2014. I believe I came back for that one, maybe for story stuff. Uh, just yeah. to check it out but apart from that i haven't really played so i don't imagine i will go back um for this because <laughs> um, <laughs> i'm just kind of like not in a place where i really want that game right now uh but yeah. if, you, if you do if you ever if you i don't know who it's for probably like for people that are really wanting an mmo it's decent uh, but i'd say like if you really want star wars story it's great uh the story is excellent um, yeah. and it, and they have different stories and varied like branching stories for all the different classes you can play uh, on both uh, both sides. So it's it's really good um, in that sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up. It's one of our longer episodes, which is kind of fun. So hopefully um, you all have 
uh, or enjoyed the episode. I uh, just want to remind everybody also of our Patreon. Uh, if you are enjoying the episodes and want to help us be able to keep making new content as well as potentially start doing some giveaways or something like that, um, you can go to our patreon.com slash WBGcast um, and then also give us ratings and reviews wherever you listen to your podcasts um, and engage with us on Twitter. And I hope you guys all continue to have an epic week and tell a friend about the show. And until next time, see you next week.